Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Not a fucking clue. You were sick. By yesterday, I mean Friday. By Friday, yeah. <laughs> so then I lost track of everything that we discussed. Right. So you're going to have to remind me here. Okay. So Naaman had leprosy. Okay. And he went to Elisha. And Elisha was like, bathe seven times. And Naaman was like, nah. That sounds stupid. Right. And then Elisha was like, whatever. But then his guys were like, dude. You just got to bathe. Why don't just you give do it a it. shot, just man? Just fucking do it. It's not that hard. Just right. try. So then he went back. And he did it. And he did it. And it helped. And his leprosy disappeared. And he was like, I'll pay you all the things. Yeah. And Elisha was like, nah, nah. it's all good. But then, then Elisha's servant. Yeah, his start with a G, I think. Gehazi. Yeah, there you go. Was like, I'll take it. Yeah. And then he took it and buried and it because yeah. he was like, he knew he'd done wrong. Right. But Elisha was like God and was like, so... <laughs> What you doing? Right. And Gehazi was like, nothing. Yeah. And Elisha was like, you fucking thief. 
he was like, you are going to get leprosy now and all and of all your, your descendants. descendants are going to have it too. Right. Ha ha, fuck you and die forever. Leprosy. Na, 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 na. Right. And that's what happened. Yep, sure is. Yeah. All right. So that was first king. No. Second, Second Kings, Kings chapter five. It sure fuck was. And today we are doing Second Kings chapter six. All right, let's do this. Okay. Hey wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, Second Kings, chapter 6. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. One day. One day. <laughs> they love that line. The group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, as you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Yeah, we need a bigger place. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. Yeah, besides it cures leprosy, I hear. It does, right? right? There we can build a new place for us to meet. Yeah. I, he told them, go ahead. Um, please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. Okay. So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the fucking river. Oh, shit. Oh, sir, he cried. It was a borrowed axe. Fuck me. (laughs) Where did it fall, the man of God asked. Is he going to part the fucking waters to get a wax out? A wax? An axe. An axe. (laughs) I'm going to be really angry if they part the fucking waters to get a goddamn accent out. <laughs> when he showed him the place. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when he showed him the place, Elijah cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. What the fuck is that shit? Grab it, Elijah said, and the man reached out and grabbed it. <laughs> Jesus. So okay, stupid. well, it didn't part. But, but it's so stupid. Yeah, it is dumb. That's a miracle. Right. <laughs> the floating axe head. What a miracle. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Next section. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he mm-hmm. would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such and such a place. Is that what it says, it's, such and such a place? It says, at such and such a place. Oh, okay. That's in quotes, too. That's what he would say. <laughs> but immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go to that place, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. Yeah. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. Yeah. He called his officers together and demanded, which of you is the traitor? I mean, that's most likely what's going on here. Yeah. Who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans? Mm -hmm. Not us, my lord, the king. One of the officers replied, Elijah, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel even the words you speak in the privacy of your bedroom. How do they know that? Because one of them's the spy. Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back. Elijah is at Dotham. Okay. So I don't wait. What makes them? Why can't if Elisha knows where what all the other fucking words are that he says? Right. Why is he not going to know this? That's what I was wondering. Like is he, he could see the future. Does it mean except for the future of himself? Right. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. Mm-hmm. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside. There were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, man. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. I mean, if only he could just see what this guy says. Exactly. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. Mm. Doesn't look like that to me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Then Elisha prayed, oh, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Oh, wow. Da-na-na, magical na-na, fucking army. It's a goddamn magical army. Some bullshit. Isn't that the song, The Chariots of Fire? What? I don't fucking... Is there a song called Chariots of Fire? Okay. No. You never heard it? Yeah, I've heard the song. Isn't that Chariots of Fire? Isn't that the Olympic song or something? No. No? No. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's The Chariots of Fire. I don't know. Well, there's a movie called The Chariots of Fire. Okay. But I don't know if it came from this or not. I have no idea. I'm really curious now what I was singing. Yeah, I'm curious too. <laughs> As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elijah prayed, Oh, Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elijah had asked. <laughs> if you were going to ask God anything, wouldn't you just be like, um, can you make them not be against me? Can right, you make them, yeah. I don't know, go away? Yeah. Like, not dead necessarily, but like, go away. Maybe for their own sake, make them, make them understand the um, like what God wants them to do. And yeah, then, like, give, then they all get to soften live. Soften their hearts. Yeah. Soften, soften their, their hearts. hearts. Yeah. yeah. Stop fucking hardening their hearts, yeah. asshole. Make them love you. Right. And then they'll go away. Yeah. Then Elijah went out and told them, you have come the wrong way. This ain't the right city. (laughs) Follow me and I'll take you to the man you're looking for. Because they're blind. He blinded them. Yeah, like, okay, whatever. And he led them. Okay, if you you have a fucking army and they're all blind, Mm -hmm. every fucking one of them, don't you start questioning what you need to do? I think that by making them blind, they weren't, like, unable to see. They Mm -hmm. were blind to the truth. They were unable to see the accuracy of where they were at. Okay. And he led them to the city of Samaria. As soon as they had entered Samaria, Elijah prayed, Oh, Lord, now open their eyes and let them see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they discovered that they were in the middle of Samaria. Mm. When the king of Israel saw them, he shouted to Elijah, My father, should I kill them? Should I kill them? Of course not, Elijah replied. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home again to their master. So the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master. Wait, they just treated a whole fucking army and then sent them home? Yeah, sure. That's in, that's ridiculous. After that, the Aramean raiders stayed away from the land of Israel. Was okay. it ridiculous? It is ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. Right. Like this, it's just dumb. Like this, the whole thing is dumb. You're so offended. Well, I mean, a whole fucking army walks into a town, and then the king's like, "I guess we won't kill them. We'll just feed them, and then we'll send them home." I mean, 
Okay, but he the king is asking Elijah, who is a prophet. Yeah, but I'd take one look at Elijah and I'd be like, dude, their whole army's here. Right, and they Elijah's could, They saying, can start fighting any time, but we're going to feed them instead? Yeah, because Elijah's like, why murder if you don't have to? If I mean, you feed these guys, they're going to go home totally impressed. And that will, you know, spread the word of how awesome we are. I guess. Sometime later, however, King Ben-Hadad of Aram mustered his entire army and besieged Samaria. Mm. As a result, there was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 pieces of silver and a cup of dove's dung sold for five pieces of silver. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Dove poop. I know, but like, like, what is those? I don't know what those prices mean. Well, the fact that dove poop sold for anything right. means a lot right. to me. That is a price in and of itself. True. One day as the king of Israel was walking along the wall of the city, a woman called to him, Please help me, my lord the king. He answered, If the lord doesn't help you, what can I do? I have neither food from the threshing floor nor wine from the press to give you. Yeah, but you told all the other people that they have, like, endless fucking oils and foods and shit. And Maybe he's tired. Uh, he's resurrected people. He's like, I'm tired. I don't give a fuck. Stop asking me for help, everybody. That's no, what he's like. No, you can resurrect people. You can give food to this person. That's the way I see it. But then the king asked, what's the matter? She replied, this woman said to me, come on, let's eat your son today. Then we will eat what? my son tomorrow. So we cooked my son and ate him. Then the next day I said to her, kill your son so we can eat him. But she has hidden her son. Wait, what? They're starving. So they were going to, what? Don't you always (sighs) kill your kids when you're starving? No. (laughs) (laughs) That never happened. When the king heard this, he tore his clothes in despair. Mm. And as the king walked along the wall, the people could see that he was wearing burlap under his robe next to his skin. Oh, that means he's, you know. He's real upset. Yeah. May God strike me and even kill me if I don't separate Elisha's head from his shoulders this very day. Why are we killing Elisha? I don't know. I don't get it. Why is he mad at Elisha? I don't know. The king vowed. Elisha was sitting in his house with the elders of Israel when the king sent a messenger to summon him. But before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, A murderer has sent a man to cut off my head. When he arrives, shut the door and keep him out. We will soon hear his master's step following him. Mm, Okay. While Elijah was still saying this, the messenger arrived and the king said, all this misery is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? The end. (laughs) (laughs) Did you follow any of that? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know why he's mad at Elijah all of a sudden, except for that maybe Elijah didn't make him kill that army or something. I don't have any I, idea. I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't either. Well, I mean, I guess he's blaming Elisha because there's famine and, okay. well, why can't Elisha fix it or tell him how to fix it because he's a prophet, so. But he didn't ask Elisha. Yeah, no, I know. But, like, but I mean, he should just offer, right? I, People are eating their fucking children and sons and stuff. I mean. But she said it's so see, nonchalant. If, if I know, right? If you, but if you see people eating their sons, you should probably offer help and figure out what's going on. He's like, I ain't got time for this. Right, yeah. That he, that's why he didn't answer her, because he knew. 
he knew what she was going to ask, and he was mm. like, no, I'm not getting into that. Right, right. You had zero problem cutting up your son for dinner. Yeah, that's fucked up. He's like, I'm not even touching that with a pole. Right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the king is like, God damn it, Elisha, get over here. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that was Second uh, Kings chapter 6. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we'll be back with... Second Kings chapter 7. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Well, I thought they were going to make the Jordan River, like, part away for an axe head, <laughs> but then it just fucking floated. It just fucking floated. So then there was that, and then um, there was these ladies that were eating their sons. No, only... Only one lady, but they wanted to eat the other son, and then they couldn't, so... No, they no, happy. you're saying it wrong. No. One lady wanted to eat her son. It did eat her son. No, start over. Okay. Okay, so there's these two ladies. Yeah, two ladies. And they make a plan. We'll kill one son tonight and eat him, and then we'll kill the other son tomorrow and eat him. Right, right, right. And so they killed the one son that night and ate him. And then the next night, one of the ladies, the lady of the the second son was like, just kidding. Right, right. I don't want to. Asshole move. Yeah, and so the one that had killed her son was like, that's not fair. You have to kill your son, too. Right. And then we found out that inflation on uh, dove poop is a bitch. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, yeah. and the king wants to kill Elisha because, you know, there's... You know, Famine. People, yeah, they're they're eating bird shit and, and people. And people. So, <laughs> so he, like, there's that. His people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that was essentially, I think, Second Kings chapter 6. That was, yeah. And today we're going to be reading... Second Kings chapter 7. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, so we're in um, Second Kings chapter 7. Yep. And it's a continuation from yesterday. The headline yesterday was Elisha and the Siege of Samaria. Got it. Got okay? it. Yep. So that's, so this is, that's this, Oh, that's what I forgot to mention. This is where they, like... He brought the entire fucking army into the town, but then they let him go, and then they came back. I think it was the same people came back, and they laid siege to the place, and now they're they're starving. You used right? the word they a they, lot. Yeah, because I don't remember the names of the kings. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're like, they but did like, this, and they did that, and I'm like, The Israelites now are starving. Yeah. Because they didn't kill all the people that were in that town that were fighting them. That I think were the Moabites, maybe? Probably. That sounds, sounds right. Sounds legit. That tracks. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's let's read. Get your pronouns under control. I'm sorry. Sir. I'm sorry. Okay. Elisha replied, "Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says: By this time tomorrow, in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. That's nice. And twelve quarts of barley grain from the barley party, you know that yeah. we like to have, will cost only one piece of silver. Look at that guy. Miracle. He's fixing what? inflation. I know, right? Ama- we need him right now. We do, because inflation Dude. is fucking bad. Right? Do you know, um, yesterday I ordered groceries. Um, I used Instacart because I'm a lazy whore or something <laughs> like that. And um, like normally for two-week period, I'll spend um, $300 tops. I spent almost $400. Damn. Yeah. Because inflation. Yeah. I hate it. It's Sucks. so bad. Right. Okay, sorry. I had to go off about the inflation. price. The price of tea. Yeah, know? before long we'll be buying dove poop. Dove poop. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, is there anybody that we're going to kill and cook for dinner uh, if we get hungry enough? I mean, I've got a list started. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, that couldn't happen, even if the Lord opened the windows to heaven. But Elijah replied, "Uh, you'll see it happen with your own fucking eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. (laughs) (laughs) Now there were four men with leprosy sitting in... At the entrance of the city gates. Why don't they just go bathe down the Jordan River seven times? They didn't ask. No. It probably only worked for that one guy that one time. All right. Why should we sit here waiting to die? They asked each other. Yeah. We will starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. Mm -hmm. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. Okay. If they let us live, so much the better. But if they kill us... We would have died anyway. Right. Got nothing to lose. Yeah. They're right. like, maybe they'll imprison us. Right. Like, and, and feed us. Like, I have thought about it. And, like, if I ever am homeless and starving to death, I'm just going to steal something from the store so I can to go jail. to jail. Right. Free food and shelter. Free food and and college and all kinds of stuff. Right. right. Yeah. They have to take care of me. Sure. Yeah. And so there. Yeah. So at Twilight, not that I think prison is good, y'all. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Holy shit, that probably sounded like I was like, prisoners have it so good. No, I'm no, not saying that no. at all. Right. At all. I'm just saying it would be nice. It's better than starving to death. Though. Yeah, yeah. So at twilight, they set out for the camp of the Aramans. But when they came to the edge of the camp, no one was there! Hmm. Exclamation point! Wow. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses. <laughs> oh, and, so it's that phantom army again, huh? Yeah, and the sounds of a great army approaching. Yeah. God's loving those magical armies here I lately. I know, right? Yeah, or Elisha is, anyway. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us! Only we can't see him. We can only hear him. They cried to one another. I guess. Right? Yeah. So they panicked. Of course they I did. I mean, Yeah. And ran into the night, abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else. Damn. As they fled for their lives. Wow. I mean, I didn't think that they had a lot because they were lepers sitting homeless outside the gate. Right? No, this is the Aramean army that fled. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, the one that are laying siege to the city. I thought it was the lepers. No, the lepers what? went out to surrender to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I have a hard time um, paying good attention when I'm reading out loud. <laughs> I'm I'm so worried about reading it well. Right, right. Okay, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, the Aramean army abandoned everything and ran away. Right, right. When the lepers arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine. (laughs) And they carried off silver and gold and clothing and hid it. Wow. Damn. That's amazing. This may not go over well, though. No, no. Yeah. Finally, they said to each other, "Mm, this isn't right. This is a day of good news, and we aren't sharing it with anyone. Right. If we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. And yeah, and then all that shit would be hidden. Right. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah, who would know where it's at. Right? Right. Come on. Let's go back and tell the people at the palace. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So they went back to the city and told the gatekeepers what had happened. We went out to the Aramean camp, they said, and no one was there! Exclamation point. The horses and donkeys were tethered, and the tents were all in order, but there wasn't a single person around! Exclamation point. Crazy. Then the gatekeeper shouted the news to the people in the palace. Yeah. The king got out of bed in the middle of the night and told his officers, I know what has happened. 
The Arameans know we are starving, so they have left their camp and have hidden in the fields. They are expecting us to leave the city, and then they will take us alive and capture the city. Not that. One of his officers replied, we had better send out scouts to check into this. Let them take five of the remaining horses. If something happens to them, it will be no worse than if they stay here and die with the rest of us. Right, right. So the two chariots with horses were prepared, and the king sent scouts to see what had happened to the Aramean army. Okay. They went all the way to the Jordan River. Following a trail of clothing and equipment that the Arameans had thrown away in their mad rush to escape. <laughs> that is funny. Just, like, were they just, like, running throwing shit? That's funny. I think that must be what they were why, doing. Why would you even carry any of it with you if you're just running and, like, wait, wait, you just leave it all, they right? They were like, run away, run away, right. and just dropping shit as they yeah. go. The scouts returned and told the king about it. Then the people of Samaria rushed out and plundered the Aramean camp. I mean, as sure. you do. I mean, they were starving. They were yeah. eating their own children. So. Yeah. Would you ever eat your own children? No. I know I we already my own talked children. about this, but no. 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 I would just starve to death, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So it was true that six quarts of choice flour were sold that day for one piece of <laughs> silver, and 12 quarts of barley grain were sold for one piece of silver. Just as the Lord had promised. Hmm, yeah. The king appointed his officer to control the traffic at the gate, but he was knocked down and trampled to death <laughs> as the people rushed out. Damn. <laughs> so everything happened exactly as the man of God had predicted when the king came to his house. He predicted that guy's going to get trampled to death mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. people that were starving. He was like, I foresee that some poor schmuck at the gate <laughs> is going to get squashed. Like, what did he do? Look out! He's just like man in the fucking gate. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I just work here. Right? The, the man of God had said to the king, by this time tomorrow, in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost one piece of silver, and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost one piece of silver. The king's officer had replied, that couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. And the man of God had said, you know, because we just read it. Right. Um, like three paragraphs ago. Yeah. You will see it happen with your own fucking eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and so it was for the people trampled him to death at the fucking oh, I gate. See. That's that's why. Oh damn! It was, it was, it was literally him. it was literally prophesied. Oh wow! It okay. was. We were wrong. That's we, such bullshit. We were like saying that he didn't foresee that, but he did. Right? He did. Yeah. Oh well, damn! I mean, okay, look, they love these uh-huh. prophecies. I know. They love showing how fucking right God is and how, like, amazing. I mean, like, floating goddamn axe heads and resurrecting children and endless fucking things of flour and oil and whatever. And it, it's all just a bit much, you know? They're just like, lo, this one woman had three apples and lo, this other woman had three pears and magically together we saw that they had six fruits and then we foresaw six fruits right. and then we told the future and they said they're gonna make a fucking fruit pie yeah and, and then they like, did wow it was good. wow is that what happened because three plus three is six huh yeah and fruit equals pie i just huh. like they're not even like 
okay. It's so juvenile. The resurrection shit that was just ridiculous. It was. I mean, that just come on now. It's, so, it's just juvenile. It's the whole story is juvenile. It right. sounds like something that a fucking third grader wrote. Right. And it makes me feel sorry for people that were living back then because they were clearly so stupid compared to today. <laughs> they had really. Like, you think people are smarter today? Well, yeah, you I do. do. And in so far as ability to write a decent story, yes. Okay. Yes. But if they were, if people were, uh, okay, let's just take our current news structure that we have, and let's just say that the Bible and the things on the Bible are being pitched on um, a certain, you know, news network that are you is, saying Fox? Yeah, that one. <laughs> and and you know the rest of reality is being pitched on the other one, right? Okay. So, um, what what uh, do, you, do you think that they, that those people watching Fox would, you know, even Fox News spins a better story than the fucking Bible, right? But if this was the story they were spinning, I'm just saying, like if this is the story they had, I'm not, and they ran okay, with it. You're telling, you're saying a different thing than I'm saying, right? Okay, um, because. Even what you're saying is if they told this story of the Bible, right? that would mean that they were on purpose doing that. Right, when, right. Oh, okay. So I, they I, are you, smart. They would, they would spin it better than the Bible does. Yeah, right. okay. that's what I'm saying. I got you. I They're got you. smarter. Okay. Even Fox News, those bastards right. <laughs> are smarter than the people of the Bible thousands of years ago. All right. It's, this story is so fucking juvenile. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. So there. I mean, my kids wrote stories when they were in elementary school. That are better than this. And they were really good. Yeah. They were good. They had strong beginning, middle, and end. The conclusion wrapped shit up. Right, I mean, right. the characters, fantastical things happened to them, but... You know, within the structure of the story, it made fucking sense. Right. And it was entertaining. Yeah. This is juvenile and insulting to children everywhere. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, that was 2 Kings Chapter 7. It was. And tomorrow we will be back with... 2 Kings Chapter 8. And before you click the stoppy um, end button... Yes. I just want to apologize if I sound off. It's because I still have the cold or bug or whatever it was that I had um, that made us miss an episode on Sunday. So apologies for the way I sound and thank you for hanging in. Yeah. uh, Yeah. All right. Yeah. But that was it. But but, all. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, there was a magical army. There was a magical invisible army. Yeah, and then um, some dudes figured out that the Arameans had left the, their camp and left all the kinds of shit behind. Well, the Arameans had left because they were terrified of the invisible army. Okay, invisible army, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was like a full-on Black Friday raid to get in there, and they trampled some dude. Yeah, they did. Like, it was and- like the doors opening at Walmart, and somebody... You know, died in the scramble for all the shit. Yeah, and the lepers were happy. The lepers were happy. And that that was that. Yeah. Um, before we move on to announcing what were what that was, which actually that was Second Kings chapter seven. seven. Mm-hmm. But before we go on and announce what we're doing today, mm-hmm. I do want to say that we have a um, longtime patron who has upgraded their pledge recently 
to the $10 level. And that is actually our highest paying patron at the moment. Um, and that who is, is this magical legend? Right, right. So thank you, Lindsay D. Lindsay, thank you so much. Yeah, no, I mean, I. It's amazing when whenever whenever we get something like this, it's just the greatest. We haven't really been focusing on it, but honestly, um, we utilize everything that we get towards stuff that we're doing for our podcast, and it just the appreciation can't be said enough. Like it really does help us out, and um, if anybody else wants to help us out. The best place to do it is at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Um, there's a level starting as low as $2 and, you know, you can go all the way up to 100 or $10 like Lindsay and be like, you know, a co-best sponsor. Well, Lindsay, it is truly humbling. Thank you so much for your support. Yes. It means the world to us. It really does. It really does. So thank you again. And that being said, let's go ahead and get into our next chapter, which is going to be... Second Kings, Chapter 8. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Kings, Chapter 8. Okay. We're going to talk about that old woman whose son he brought back to life. Oh, really? Son Elijah, yeah, the Shunammite woman. Oh, so we're okay. okay. We're circling back. We're circling back. Interesting. Elijah had told the woman whose son he had brought back to life, "Yeah, take your family and move to some other place, for the Lord has called for a famine on Israel that will last for seven years." Okay. And what he didn't say was, "And these people be eating their own fucking kids." Why does this one person get a pass? Because they built him a room. Okay. That's why he brought their son. That's why he made her pregnant in the first place and why he brought her son back to life. Because, But um, that doesn't negate that there might be other good people that deserve help. But they were good to him personally, and they didn't even know he was a prophet at the time, and they just were being good. It's, it's supposed to be the be kind to all strangers for walking among them maybe angels unknown or some shit like that yeah yeah that's it's a but like with it's the a moral I, I i get it i get it but at the same time like this is a prophet's you know that knows what god is going to do and therefore sharing this information with somebody that he likes right mm-hmm. but it's there's like a so stock many tip. there's He's so given a right stock yeah tip. no this is insider trading yeah. you know like that's what this yeah. is and, like, there's so many other people that probably were deserving of that same information. Sure, sure. And he didn't tell them. And, and, more importantly, God didn't tell them. Right. So, it's kind of shitty, actually. It is very shitty. It's not just kind of shitty. It's very shitty. Right. But it's in keeping Think with God's Think about that God's poor son way. that got eaten. Yeah. That guy is dead now. I know. Because his mom ate him. I know. It's bullshit. That is bullshit. I'll never be that hungry. <laughs> Fuck me, man. I would kill myself before I'd eat my kid. Right? Yeah. Cool. I, that's going to bother me to the end of my days. <laughs> right. This book. My gosh. <laughs> so the woman did as the man of God instructed. She took her family and settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Wow. After the famine ended, she returned it from... Returned it. Returned it. Returned from the land of the Philistines. And she went to see the king about getting back her house and land. Mm. So she's like, I moved away, but can you hold this for me while I'm gone? Okay, I'm back. Give it to me now. You know, technically, like seven years, right? Mm-hmm. That's the time that the... Remember how the Jubilee thing was a thing? Yeah. That was the time of the Jubilee, and after seven years, you could come back and reclaim yeah. shit, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like almost the same thing, maybe? Right, right. I don't know. And she came in, the king was talking with Gehazi, 
that's the one that Wait, that's yeah he's the that one that's gonna be a leper now yeah right? that was elijah's um stealing yeah servant yeah yeah okay so the king was talking to gehazi the servant of the man of god right the king had just said tell me some stories about the great things elijah has done and Gehazi was telling the king about the time Elijah had brought a boy back to life. Oh, oh that's convenient. she walked in right yeah, while he's right telling then. that story. Yeah. At that very moment. At that very moment. The mother of the boy walked in to make her appeal to the king about her house and land. Look, my, the, blah, 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 uh, I messed that up. <laughs> Let's try that again. Sure. Look, my lord, the king, Gehazi exclaimed. Here is the woman now. Yeah, there she is. And this is her son, the very one Elisha brought back to life. Wow. That's just, you know, like that is serendipitous timing there. Serendipitous is an I underrated know, right? word. Yeah, right. Yeah. So good. Is this true? The king asked her. And she told him the story. So he directed one of his officials to see that everything she had lost was restored to her. Oh, including wow. the value of any crops that had been harvested Damn. during her absence. That was really good timing on her part and uh, mm-hmm. whatever that guy's Gehazi. name, Gehazi's part. I don't think that's how that works, though. Like, if you move away, yeah, you don't you forfeit your. Like somebody shit. else worked that shit for you, right? So, like, what you squatters? The, the, now the the taxpayers got to pay you for you leaving that shit there, right? Like, did and you, somebody else had to work it for you. Did you hire somebody to work it for you? That while sounds you like were a gone? pretty good deal. Yeah, like I'm not so sure about right. This. Okay, Elijah. This is the next section. Okay. okay? Oh, and one more thing: mm-hmm. the king apparently likes Elisha again because he was going to kill him like two chapters ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just I'm just clearing that up because like he was ready to murder the dude, and, like right. chop his fucking head off. Right. So. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, it seems to go back and forth. Right. Elisha went to Damascus, the capital of Aram, where King Ben-Hadad lay sick. When someone told the king that the man of God had come, the king said to Hazael, Take a gift to the man of God, then tell him to ask the Lord, Will I recover from this illness? My guess is no. I know, right? Right. So Hazael loaded down 40 camels with the finest products of Damascus as a gift for Elijah. He went to him and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, has sent me to ask, Will I recover from this illness? Mm-hmm. And Elisha replied, Go tell him you will surely recover. Oh, so he is bribable. But actually, the Lord has shown me that he will surely die. Wait, what? why is he going to have him lie to him? I'm telling you the truth, but I want you, servant person, to go lie. That's dumb. I'm telling you, servant person, one thing, but servant person, I want you to go so, say something. prophet of the Lord, mm-hmm. the Lord is telling the prophet to tell him to go lie, which is yeah. not a good thing to do. Yeah. But he wants him to do it anyway. I don't understand. Right? Elisha stared at Hazael with a fixed gaze until Hazael became uneasy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you stared at me with like, a fixed gaze, I'd I'm become uneasy. I'm staring too. at you. I'm right? like, go tell a lie. Yeah. And now I'm staring you stare, at you. Just, you just I'm gotta staring. Stare. I'm staring. And my oh, yeah. you turned your head away to scratch your ear. I know. How am I supposed to stare at you when you, you can't? I didn't yeah. watch you. No, yeah. you sorry. Thwarted my stare. I did. I thwarted it. Then the man of God started weeping. <laughs> the, fuck? the fuck? I mean, should I have started crying when you turned your head? You know where you're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, my lord? Zale asked him. 
Elisha replied, I know the terrible things you will do to the people of Israel. You will burn their fortified cities, kill their young men with the sword, dash their little children to the ground, and rip open their pregnant women. Wait, oh my God. what? Who's going to do this? Um, The servant guy? No. The I, think, I think he's telling, okay, I think Elisha is crying because he sees the future of what the king and okay. his servant are are going to make happen. Okay. So he's crying because he sees the future. Uh, so right. when he says, I see what you are going to do, he means you and your king and all okay. of your leaders. All right. That's my opinion. Got it. Hazael responded, how could a nobody like me ever accomplish such great see, things? No, he oh, was talking no, about you're him. right. Yeah. You're right. I apologize. Right. Well, I mean, I can only go with what I know and right. my bad. I was but, attributing to But knowing too much- this, like God obviously knows this, right? This mm-hmm. is a prophet of God, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't God stop him? Like, this is my question, like, you know, Hitler type thing. Why mm-hmm. doesn't God just stop him right there? I don't know. I don't Did, know. You're talk, he's going to go kill people. Mm-hmm. You're going to let him? Why? I guess he is. Why? He, he, ours is not to know why. Fuck ours that. Ours is just to do or it's die. fucking bullshit. I know. I know. Elijah answered, the Lord has shown me that you are going to be the king of Aram. Wow. When, a servant's going to rise to king. Right? And then kill a bunch of people. When uh, Hazael left Elisha and went back, the king asked him, what did Elijah tell you? And Hazael replied, he told me that you will surely recover. (laughs) (laughs) But the next day, Hazael took a blanket, soaked it in water, and held it over the king's face until he died. Wow. Then Hazael became the next king of Aram. But why? Why Why did the fucking servant become the next king? Because Elisha put the idea in his head. Yeah, but that doesn't make other people like be okay with it. You're a fucking servant. Um, maybe he didn't have any sons, and he loved the servant like a son. Or okay. maybe the servant was like a leader who already had a lot of people that believed in him. Maybe he was the one that took care of business. Maybe. And so everybody was like, you should be the king now. And he was like, oh, okay. And he's like, I'm going to go make that shit happen right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's, he's pretty ruthless there. Yeah, that was disgusting. Yeah. He just was like, I'm going to be king? Okay, let me make it fast. Right, Let me make right? it happen faster. Yeah, he definitely was not down with waiting. Mm-mm. Jehoram, son of King Jehoshaphat of Judah, began to rule over Judah in the fifth year of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab. Call me Ishmael, king of Israel. Shut up. (laughs) It'll never not be funny. I mean. It's true. (laughs) Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem eight years. But Jehoram followed the example of the kings of Israel and was as wicked as King Ahab. Of course he did. For he had married one of Ahab's daughters. Oh, man. Oh, what you gonna do? Why, man? So Jehoram did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But the Lord did not want to destroy Judah, for he had promised his servant David that his descendants would continue to rule, shining like a lamp forever. But... He's like, I already picked teams. No matter I, no, no, how no, no, bad no. my team is doing. He said countless times that mm-hmm. it's dependent on your behavior. Yeah. Like God has specifically said, look, he's a liar. You guys get all this shit until you don't act the way I want you, then you don't get it. He's a liar. He, he's a liar both ways. First yeah. he promises it all mm-hmm. and then he takes it away, but then later on he promises it and then he's like, and I'm gonna stick to my promise this time, but kind of right. sort of only. Right. You know, I just I gotta do he the thing. I gotta do that thing for David because you know David's cool. He picked a team. 
I guess Team David, right? Yeah. God's Team David. Yeah. Okay. No matter what. Um, sure. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> During Jehoram's reign, the Ed- Edomites, Edomites revolted against Judah and crowned their own king. So Jehoram went with all his chariots to attack the town of Zair. The Edomites surrounded him and his chariot commanders, but he went out at night and attacked them under cover of darkness. That always works, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to get those, like, uh, special night torches that mm-hmm. light the way in the night for you. Yeah. And uh, they help you win battles at night. It's like it's like a precursor to, like, the... Um, Flashlight? No. Function on your no, phone? No, the... the, the um, the, the goggles? Yeah, the goggle things. The, you know, what do you call those? The night, night vision. vision. Yeah. Wow. Just, I wore some of those once, and they yeah. are they made me feel so claustrophobic because um, you can't see, like, to the side. Like, there's no peripheral vision. Right. And it just, it really creeped me out, and I almost fell off a cliff. Yeah. With yeah, them on. That, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's not good. No. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you didn't fall off the cliff. I was not meant for land nav courses, and I was <laughs> not meant for overnight bivouacs. Right, right. I was not built for the army. <laughs> Maybe the army just wasn't built for you. Facts. Right. Facts, yeah. my man. Right. <laughs> but Jehoram's army deserted him and fled to their homes. So Edom has been independent from Judah to this day. To this day. To this very day. Mm. The town of Libna also revolted about that same time. Revolting. This must mean you're revolting. <laughs> what? Nothing. Eminem. Right? Yeah, I know, I know. Okay. The rest of the events in Jehoram's reign and everything he did are recorded in... The King Chronicle thing shit. Yeah, that book that's missing. Yeah. When Jehoram died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. That's nice. Then his son Ahaziah became the next king. Okay. I swear. Okay. All right. I know. We've already... Didn't we already cover that at some point? Yeah. Okay. But they're doing in relation to each other. Okay. All right. Okay. Next section. Ahaziah, son of Jehoram, began to rule over Judah in the 12th year of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab, call me Ishmael, king of Israel. Okay. Okay. Yep. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem one year. His one mother year. was Athaliah... Athalia, that's why, a cool Why do we get to know his? He reigned one year and we get to know his mother? What the yeah, fuck's that about? I don't know. Because she was a granddaughter of King Omri of Israel. That's why. Uh, okay. All that's right. why. Yeah. Because it's showing that um, they he obviously made a business deal to try to join the forces of Judah and Israel together. Got it. Probably Got why it. he only lasted a year. Okay. Ahaziah, oh, look at this, followed the evil example of King Ahab's family. Yeah. He should have just called him Ishmael. (laughs) He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Ahab's family had done, for he was related by marriage to the family of Ahab. This is a running theme. They're all bad, bad. and then they keep being bad, and then they do bad in the Lord's sight. But God still backs some of them sometimes, Mm -hmm. and then others other times. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. He was related by marriage to the family of Ahab. Got it. Ahaziah joined Joram, son of Ahab, in his war against King Hazael of Aram at Ramoth-Gilead. When the Arameans wounded King Joram in the battle, he returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds he had received at Ramoth. Because Joram was wounded, King Ahaziah of Judah went to Jezreel to visit him. The end. Okay. 
That was a bunch of... That was of, like a bunch of pointless shit. Yeah. Like, okay. The water came out of the faucet, and then it went down <laughs> right? the drain, and then from there, it went down the tubes. Yeah. And like, we had, like, the first the part of this... plumbing was blocked up. Right. The first part of this chapter was, like, a story, mm-hmm. and then it just went into, like, and now we're going to list off some shit. Yeah. Yeah. As the Bible does sometimes. Whatever. Right. All right. Well, I mean, there's nothing to that say. Says, that yeah, was that was chapter. that was that. So that was Second Kings chapter eight. Yep. And tomorrow we will be back with Second Kings chapter nine. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, yeah. There was a. Let's see. We had the um servant who became king. Because he put a wet towel over somebody's yeah, face. Yeah, he couldn't wait any longer. And then the uh, before that, the um, the lady who had her kid resurrected by Elisha, she uh, she walked in and got all of her land back because she fled for a bit after seven years. So she fled because of the famine that Elisha told her was yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, that one person he saved that one person. Yeah, it was and so then, nice of um, Elisha and God. Yeah. And then yeah. she came back and happened to walk in right when they were talking about yeah. her. And she was like, right. hey, speaking of me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that- some other king died and his son became king. And then some other king went to go visit some Yeah, they other went on king. like a list of like fucking yeah. crap. There was too many kings. I'm like, yeah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Kings be kinging. Yep. They sure do. So that was Second Kings chapter eight, and today we are getting into Second Kings chapter nine. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Kings chapter nine. Okay. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> Just kidding, but it does start with meanwhile. meanwhile. Right, I know. Even though it's a new section. New section, new chapter, new new everything. Sure, yeah. Meanwhile, or you know what? I said new chapter. It is a new chapter. You know, we don't know that they chaptered these when they were writing them. They might have chaptered right. these after the fact. They're like, okay, we're going to break it here. I so. mean, for readability, that is exactly what they did. Right, right. So, I mean, the, the, the wording doesn't necessarily match up with the chapter break. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I would have broken them up better. Well, you should. I, I keep telling you, we need to write our own Bible. <laughs> and how how far have you gotten with that? Um. Well, I've been really busy. Have so you really busy? Huh. I have. Okay. All right. I have. Okay. You know I have. Why are you no, acting like no. this? I'm just. You know. Oh my god. Have I'm you done g- anything though, like at all? No, I've been doing research for our fucking <laughs> podcast. I'm gonna punch you in the wiener. Please don't. Okay. Well, stop acting like I'm not doing anything. Okay. All right. God. All right. Making me mad. Sorry. Meanwhile, back (laughs) (laughs) Elisha the prophet had summoned a member of the group of prophets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Elisha the prophet summoned prophets. Okay. Get ready to travel, he told him, and take this flask of olive oil with you. Go to Ramoth Gilead and find Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi. Call him into a private room away from his friends and pour the oil over his head. You're loud. I'm sorry. I'm I'm like, that's going to go over well. Come here. I got to tell you something. Right there, man. Right there. I got to tell you something right quick. Come here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, this is. Okay. Pour the oil over his head. Say to him, this is what the Lord says. I anoint you to be the king over Israel. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. 
Well, okay. I mean, this is. is... <laughs> Next sentence. Okay, all right, all right. Then open the door and run for your life. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, but my eyes went ahead and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, apparently this is not going to go over well. I don't, I don't it's know. A, it's a dump and run. Right, it's a yeah. pump and dump. Right. <laughs> so the young prophet did as he was told and went to Ramath Gilead. When he arrived there, he found Jehu sitting around with the other army officers. Um, I, I have a message for you, Commander, he said. <laughs> uh, for which one of us, Jehu asked. For you, Commander, (laughs) he replied. So Jehu left the others and went into the house. Then the young prophet poured the oil over Jehu's (laughs) head and said, This is what the Lord said. The God of Israel says, I anoint you king over the Lord's people, Israel. You are to destroy the family of Ahab, your master. In this way, I will avenge the murder of my prophets and all the Lord's servants who were killed by Jezebel. The entire family of Ahab must be wiped out. I will destroy every one of his male descendants, slave and free alike, anywhere in Israel. I'm waiting for the part where he, like... runs? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not happening as fast as you thought. No, I will destroy the family of Ahab as I destroyed the families of Jeroboam, son of Naboth, and of Basha, son of Ahijah. Uh, Ah, yeah. Dogs (laughs) will eat Ahab's wife Jezebel at the plot of... There we go, the dogs eating again. Right? At the Mm -hmm. plot of land in Jezreel, and no one will bury her. Mm. (gasps) Bye! Then the young prophet opened the door and ran. (laughs) (laughs) But like, why? I don't. I mean, like, if you just got made king, right? If he's gonna be king, why? Why would they chase you? I have no what, idea. What's going on here? Maybe he's still mad about the oil being dumped over his head. Probably. You know? Like, it's gonna take a minute to process. Right. So Jehu is like scratching his head and looking for a napkin. I mean, and, like, wouldn't you be like, fuck? yeah, right? Jehu went back to his fellow officers, and one of them asked him, "What did that man, man mad man want? <laughs> right. Everything I." You know how a man like that babbles on, Jehu replied. Oh, you're hiding something, they said. Tell us. What? Jehu told them, he said to me, this is what the Lord says. I have anointed you to be king over Israel. Then they quickly spread out their cloaks on the bare steps and blew the ram's horn, shouting, Jehu is king. (laughs) I'm going to walk around. They just got done calling him a fucking madman. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, he said you're king, you're king. That changes everything. Right. You're definitely fucking king. Babe, babe. Yeah. Tell me I'm king. Hey, you're king. Oh, my God. Guess what, you guys? I'm king. (laughs) I am king. This madman said so. I got a receipt here. I'll spread that on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm king. I'm king. So Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat, son of Nimshi, led a conspiracy against King Joram. Led a conspiracy, huh? I mean, did he lead it or was he, like, pushed into it? Sounds like he was pushed. I mean, sounds like they were ready to switch kings Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. me. They were very excited. Like, they're like, like, oh, we have a reason now? Okay. Okay. okay, Yeah. I'm on board. Now, oh, parentheses, boys. Now, Joram had been with the army of Ramoth Gilead, defending Israel against the forces of King Hazael of Aram. But King Joram was wounded in the fighting and returned to Jezreel to recover from his wounds. End parentheses. Okay. So Jehu told the men with him, if you want me to be king, don't let anyone leave town and go to Jezreel to report what we have done. He's like, let's keep this on the DL. Right. Until yeah. we figure out our shit. Yeah. 
Then Jehu got into a chariot and rode to Jezreel to find King Joram, who was lying there wounded. Oh, and he's going to kill him. King Ahaziah of Judah was there too, for he had gone to visit him. Oh, damn. The watchman on the tower of Jezreel saw Jehu and his company approaching, so he shouted to Joram, I see a company of troops a-coming! Send out a rider to ask if they are coming in peace, King Joram answered. If somebody asks you, do you come in peace? <laughs> are you literally going to say, yes, I, I mean, totally if you're not coming in peace. in peace, you come with enough people to not be in peace, right? Right. I mean, I don't see one person ever going, no, I absolutely do not come in peace. Right, but he was just riding like with probably a small group. Like, right. You're never going to say, I'm not here in peace. Right, that's what I mean. That's not how that goes. That's what I mean. Like, what a stupid thing. You should only send out somebody if there's a large group. Right. Because, right. whatever. I mean, the, the fucking, what was that giant, the... Trojan horse. Yeah. That worked. So, yeah. I mean, like, people are dumb. People are dumb. You know? And these people are very dumb. Right, right. Because they've never seen it before. Right. Any of it. <laughs> it being anything. Yeah. Ever. Right. So, a horseman went out to meet Jehu and said, the king wants to know if you're coming in peace. Jehu replied, what do you know about peace? Fall in behind me. Um, um excuse so you? you didn't quite answer the, fa- the question there, dude, and uh, I got to report back to my king. Yeah. I, does that mean no? Because, right? what? Like, maybe you should just stop right here, like, till yeah. we get an answer. Yeah. Um, I'm just a messenger, my guy. It was a real simple fucking question. Yeah. The watchman called out to the king, the messenger has met them, but he's not returning. So the king sent out a second horseman. Okay. He rode up to them and said, excuse you, the king wants to know if you come in peace. Again, Jehu answered, what do you know about peace? Fall in behind me. Okay, so at this point, if I'm king mm-hmm. of that place, I'm not Jez- sending Jezreel, people out anymore. I'm not sending the people out, and I'm assuming that he's not here in peace. Right, and, and I'm going to lock prisoners. the goddamn gates. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is not okay. This is not okay. Whether we're on his team or not. Right. And I don't really know Either what way, team we're on. Either way, one of two things is happening. Either he's not here in peace, or your people are insubordinate. Yeah. Either way, it's not a great situation. It's not good. So It's not good. The watchman exclaimed, the messenger has met them, but he isn't returning either. It must be Jehu, son of Nimshi, for he's running like a madman. Uh, okay. Quick, get my chariot ready, King Joram commanded. I'm out. He's, he's just going to go, he's going to go meet him? <laughs> or he's going to run away. Okay. He might be outies. I don't think, I don't think so. I don't know. Let's find he's out. He's injured, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're like, right. He shouldn't even probably be getting on the chariot and went out there. No, you're probably right. Then King Joram of Israel and King Ahaziah of Judah rode out in their chariots to meet Jehu. You're right. You're right. That was, that's really dumb. Yeah. They met him at the plot of land that had belonged to Naboth, Naboth of Jezreel. Okay. King Joram demanded, do you come in peace, Jehu? <laughs> As I'm standing here, the king in front right, of you. Right, right. Yeah. Jehu replied, how can there be peace as long as the idolatry and witchcraft of your mother Jezebel are all around us? Oh, damn. Okay. He That was a your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, mama, so. <laughs> <laughs> then King Joram turned the horses around and fled, shouting to King Ahaziah, treason, Ahaziah. But Jehu drew his bow and shot Joram between the shoulders. Oh, damn. The arrow pierced his heart and he sank down dead in his chariot. Jehu said to Bidkar, his officer, 
Throw him into the plot of land that belonged to Naboth of Jezreel. Do you remember when you and I were riding along behind his father Ahab? The Lord pronounced this message against him. I solemnly swear that I will repay him here on this plot of land, says the Lord, for the murder of Naboth and his sons that I saw yesterday. Mm. So throw him out on Naboth's property, just as the Lord said. So there we go. We're fulfilling more of them prophecies. That's mm-hmm. uh, definitely proof of God, right? When I keep my promises, that's always proof of God. I mean, I know that people would believe me if I wrote about things that already happened and I said that I said these things would happen and then they happen and then I said it was God, that would be proof, right? Not going to lie. My voice is going out and <laughs> I had a very hard time following you, so I'm just going to nod sagely. That's what most of the, the, okay. the you know, people listening are doing right now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that yeah. sounds good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Apologies, guys. My voice really, I'm, I might not make it through this. <laughs> We're, we're just going to do our best. <laughs> Ten of the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When King Ahaziah of Judah saw what was happening, he fled along the road to Beth Hagen. Jehu rode after him shouting, shoot him too! Yeah. So they shot Ahaziah in his chariot at the ascent of Gur near Iblim. Yeah. He was able to go on as far as Megiddo, but he died there. Yeah. His servants took him by chariot to Jerusalem, where they buried him with his ancestors in the city of David. Well, that was better than the other guy. They just right? threw him in the field. They were like, bye. Ahaziah had become king over Judah in the 11th year of the reign of Joram, son of Ahab. But right. no longer. Nope. Now we are switching to a new section. Same chapter, but new section. We're going right. to read about Jezebel. Okay. When Jezebel, the queen mama, heard that Jehu had come to Jezreel, she painted her eyelids and fixed her hair and sat at a window. She dolled herself up. Okay. When Jehu entered the gate of the palace, she shouted at him, Have you come in peace, you murderer? You're just like Zimri who murdered his master. If you have to ask the question, have you come in peace, you murderer? Yeah. The, that doesn't doesn't seem to like... It indicates that you're probably not there in peace. Right, you know, right. I'm just That's saying. my thinking. Yeah. Jehu looked up and saw her at the window and shouted, Who is on my side? And two or three eunuchs looked out at him. Throw her down, Jehu yelled. So they threw her out the fucking window. Wow. <laughs> and her blood splattered against the wall. Damn. And on the horses. Wow. <laughs> they threw her out the window. I mean, they, they, things like this have happened before. Remember they were at oh, that one shit. town... And they threw the guy over the wall because they didn't want them to, like, hey, no, don't fight us. Just, yeah, just take this yeah. guy. Bye. And Jehu trampled her body under his horse's oh my God. <laughs> Wow. Oh, damn. <laughs> what a way to go. Oh, what a world. <laughs> <laughs> then Jehu went into the palace and ate and drank. Mm. Afterward, he said, someone go and bury this cursed woman, for she is the daughter of a king. But when they went out to bury her, they found only her skull, her feet, and her hands. Because the dogs got her, like it said. Yep. When they returned and told Jehu, he stated, this fulfills the message from the Lord, which he spoke through his servant Elijah from Tishba. Yep. At the plot of land in Jezreel, dogs will eat Jezebel's body. Her remains will be scattered like dung. On the plot of land in Jezreel, so that no one will be able to recognize her. The end. Okay. Okay. Jezreel got her just desserts. Yeah. No, Jezebel. That's what I said. No, it's not. What did I say? (laughs) He said Jezreel. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> well, I can't be held accountable. Right I mean, now. you can. I just did. Fuck off. But you know. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm doing my best over here. I'm having a hard time. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Well, we better get out of here before you do lose your voice, right? Seriously, like I started out with a full voice, but I'm still kind of sick. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a long section. Been, it's been it's been a it's been a rough week this week getting it, these things done correctly. It really has been a rough week. Yeah. So thank you guys for hanging in with us, <laughs> and apologies for. Um, you know what? Anytime we sound great husband put that together and thank him anytime we sucked blame me seriously <laughs> seriously no that's not true All i have had you. i have had early on when we started doing the podcast i had some very late night things where i was really really tired and and i sounded like shit well, so. uh, you do all the hard work, so I'm I'm just saying they should give you the credit for the good stuff. Well, I appreciate that. You do yeah. all the research for all the, the episodes, so they should give you credit for that. They do. They, they, <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. All right. That's too mushy. Yeah, Shut anyway, the fuck up. That was uh, 2 Kings chapter 9, and yes. tomorrow we will be back, probably, with... <laughs> With Second Kings chapter ten. All right, we'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband, wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, well, Elisha did a uh, anointing dash. Well, actually, he had one of the members of the prophets. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it right. wasn't him specifically. Well, okay, one of the prophets did an anoint and dash. Right, like a drive-by anointing. Running. Yeah, right. And then uh, King got tossed in a field dead, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then Jezebel got tossed out of a window and dogs ate her. Yeah. So, yeah. good times. Good, good stuff. Times. Yeah. yeah. That was a really great quality, chapter. Quality things. Uh, definitely one for the books. Right. <laughs> I mean, it made it into the Bible, so there's the book for you. Oh, my. All right. Uh, so, that was Second Kings chapter 9, Correct. and today we're getting into... Second Kings chapter 10. All right. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Kings chapter 10. Okay. Ahab, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Ready? Call me Ishmael. There you go. There you go. We couldn't let that one slide. I mean, it starts out with Ahab. <laughs> Had 70 sons. 70. That's a lot of fucking kids, yeah, but it's not a thousand just, kids. And that's just his sons. Yeah. They don't, they don't actually count the daughters. Yeah, that's true. There could have been like 80 or 90 of them. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Seventy sons living in the city of Samaria. Okay. So Jehu wrote letters and sent them to Samaria to the elders and officials of the city. Because half of them are his sons. And to the guardians of King Ahab's sons. Okay. He said, the king's sons are with you and you have at your disposal chariots, horses, a fortified city and weapons. As soon as you receive this letter... Select the best qualified of your master's sons to be your king and prepare to fight for Ahab's dynasty. Um, what? What? So he's just like, get your get your guys yourself a king, mm-hmm. so then I'm going to come fight you. Yeah. Is that basically it? That's what it sounds like. That's weird. But Why then, don't you just go over and fight them? Right? Like, maybe they're less don't prepared. Give them, like, don't yeah. give them a heads up, stupid. Because he wants a fair fight, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honor and whatever. Right. But they were paralyzed with fear and said... We've seen that two kings couldn't stand against this man. What can we do? Yeah. I mean, even with heads up, 
Yeah, screw it. <laughs> yeah. So the palace and city administrators, together with the elders and the guardians of the king's sons, sent this message to Jehu. Mm-hmm. Okay, before I read this, what do we think is going to happen? I think that they're going to, I don't know. I think that I think that they're gonna be like we give gonna, up, you yeah, win. Please yeah. don't fight us. You're master. You're right, the king. Yeah, You're yeah. the best. Yeah, that's what I would have guessed. That's that's my guess. Right. Okay. Here's what it says. Okay. We are your servants. There we go. And we'll do anything you tell us. We will not make anyone king. Do whatever you think is best. But he did tell them to make someone king, so mm-hmm, he's, mm-hmm. they're not doing whatever they tell him. Whatever he tells them. Right. So. Jehu responded with a second letter. If you are on my side and are going to obey me, bring the heads of your master's sons to me at Jezreel by this time tomorrow. Damn, they got to kill all 70 of his sons, huh? Yeah. Damn. That's hardcore. So either make one of them king or bring me all of their heads. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I'd have to say I'd still probably bring the the heads to them. I, I just don't know how I feel about this. Gotcha. Now, the 70 sons of the king were being cared for by the leaders of Samaria, where they had been raised since childhood. Okay. When the letter arrived, the leaders killed all 70 there you go, of see? the king's sons. I mean, Damn. <laughs> they obviously didn't throw them out the window. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> They're dead. Yep. They placed their heads in baskets. I wonder, like, <laughs> like baskets from Michael's or like Easter baskets or like those Longaburger expensive baskets. Right. Was there like the fake grass in them and stuff? And I don't know. I thought know. they were just the ones that came with cushiony. the the cushiony bag things inside there them. You go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. They placed their heads in baskets and presented them to Jehu at Jezreel. Mm. That's hardcore. Yeah. A messenger went to Jehu and said. They have brought the heads of the king's sons. Yeah, they did. Okay. So Jehu ordered, pile them up in heaps at the entrance of the city gate and leave them there until morning. Okay. That's nasty. He's but like, like, to what end? Like, they're just going to rot, you know? To scare people and to show. I guess. To show everybody, look what, look what I, I did. I didn't even have to fight what I, I got had 70 done. heads. Yeah. It's... To serve as an example and a deterrent. Right, right. In the morning, he went out and spoke to the crowd that had gathered around them. (laughs) You are not to blame, he told them. I am the one who conspired against my master and killed him. But who killed all these? You can be sure that the message of the Lord that was spoken concerning Ahab's family will not fail. The Lord declared through his servant Elijah that this would happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Then Jehu killed all who were left of Ahab's relatives living in Jezreel and all his important officials, his personal friends, and his priests. He's like, what? I'm just completing the prophecy here. Yeah, I'm just murdering. Whatever. So Ahab was left without a single survivor. And there's no one that gives a shit because none of them survived. (laughs) So (laughs) what does it matter? Exactly. Then Jehu set out for Samaria along the way. When he was at Beth Ekid of the shepherds, okay, he met some relatives of King Ahaziah of Judah. Who you? He asked them. <laughs> and they replied, we are relatives of King Ahaziah. We are going to visit the sons of King Ahab oh, no. and the sons of the queen mother. I don't think you're going to make it. 
Guys. Ooh, take them alive, Jehu shouted to his men. <laughs> <laughs> and they captured all 42 of them. Wow. 42, 42 huh? yeah. And killed them yep. at the well of Beth Ekid. There we go. None of them escaped. None. Damn. This guy's for real. Yeah. I don't. I don't approve. That's no. a lot of murder. And they can't all be bad, you know? Right? Right. They're like, what? We just said we were going to visit some guys, and now you're trying to kill us. Right. Jesus. When Jehu left there, he met Jehanabat Dab. Oh, hold on. Jehanadab, son of Rechab, who was coming to meet him. After they had greeted each other, Jehu said to him, Are you as loyal to me as I am to you? Yes, I am. Jehanadab replied. That was the correct answer. That was, yeah. If someone asks, if you're a <laughs> god, you say yes. If you are, Jehu said, then give me your hand. Oh, oh this does not what? bode well. I don't, this guy's fucked up. Yeah. I think he just likes killing people and he, chopping yeah, things off. Yeah. So Jehanadab put out his hand and Jehu helped him up into the chariot. Then Jehu said, now come with me and see how devoted I am to the Lord. Oh. Oh. I thought he was going to chop off his fucking Right? Hand. That's like, what they led us to believe. The, right? Give yeah. me your hand. Right. Ooh. So Jehanadab rode along with him. When Jehu arrived in Samaria, he killed everyone who was left there from Ahab's family, <laughs> just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Damn. That is so much murder and blood. Yeah. Then Jehu called a meeting of all the people of the city and said to them, Ahab's worship of Baal was nothing compared to the way I will worship him. Therefore, summon all the prophets and worshipers of Baal and call together all his priests. And he's like, he's like, you think other people went against God? Watch me. Hold, Hold my, my beer. beer. Challenge accepted. Right. See to it that every one of them comes, for I'm going to offer a great sacrifice to Baal. But at the same time, though, I got to say, he was holding up God's prophecy mm-hmm. as something that he was proud to complete. I'm not sure this is going the way you think it's going to go. Okay. All right. Anyone who fails to come will be put to death. But Jehu's cunning plan was to destroy all the worshipers of Baal. See? Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, okay. he's pretending it's a barley party, okay. and instead it's a murder party. <laughs> wow. He just likes murdering people. <laughs> yeah. But he's getting rid of all the pagans. I guess. That's one way to do it. Then Jehu ordered, prepare a solemn assembly to worship Baal. So they did. He sent messengers throughout all Israel, summoning those who worship Baal. I think this is a little unfair. Mm-hmm. The dude just got done chopping heads off of, like, everybody mm-hmm. and he's he is inviting them to this thing yeah. and saying if you don't come i'm gonna kill you right why shouldn't they believe that it's true it's true i'm just saying like that's, that's kind of bullshit that's entrapment right of the worst kind because yeah. they're like i don't really care about one god over another i'm right. just trying just to grow my die, guy yeah they ca- they all came not a single one remained behind, and they filled the temple of Baal from one end to the other. Mm. And Jehu instructed the keeper of the wardrobe, be sure that every worshiper of Baal wears one of these robes. Is he going like, to poison them or something? He's going to put them all on fire, I think. Oh. So robes were given to them. Then Jehu, I bet they're like super flammable robes. Right, right. And he's going to set them all on fire. Yeah. And that's the sacrifice he's saying he was going to give to Baal. Wow. What you want to bet? We'll see. Then Jehu went into the temple of Baal with Jehonadab, son of Rechab. Jehu said to the worshipers of Baal, 
Make sure no one who worships the Lord is here, only those who worship Baal. So they were all inside the temple to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Now Jehu had stationed 80 of his men outside the building and had warned them, if you let anyone escape, you motherfuckers, you will pay for it with your own goddamn life. I, I fully believe that. Yeah. That is fucking crazy. He's cuckoo beans. As soon as Jehu had finished sacrificing the burnt offering, he commanded his guards and officers, go in and kill them all. Wow. Don't let a single one escape. Wow. Damn. So they killed them all with their swords, and the guards and officers dragged their bodies outside. Then Jehu's men went into the innermost fortress of the temple of Baal. They dragged out the sacred pillar used in the worship of Baal and burned it. They smashed the sacred pillar and wrecked the temple of Baal, converting it into a public toilet, as it <laughs> remains to this day. Well, shit on your god. <laughs> Damn. That is so... It remains it to this day. To this, to day. this day, yeah. That is so rude, but funny. <laughs> In this way, Jehu destroyed every trace of Baal worship from Israel. Do you believe that? No. I don't either. I think he destroyed a lot of it, but I, I bet, think... I bet we hear about it again. I think it went underground, that's yeah, what I think. right. He did not, however... Destroy the golden calves at Bethel and Dan, Hmm. with which Jeroboam, son of Nebat, had caused Israel to sin. But we talked about that in one of our... um, Right, yeah, they could be seen as a way of worshiping Yahweh back then. Right. In a a different way. Yeah, it was a confusing, nobody knew what was what. Right, right. Because God wasn't exactly in touch. Right, yeah. Nonetheless, the Lord said to Jehu, you have done well in following my instructions to destroy the family of Ahab. Therefore, your descendants will be kings of Israel down to the fourth generation. Okay. Okay. All right. But dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Jehu did not obey the law of the Lord, the God of Israel, with all his heart. He refused to turn from the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Seriously? Like, what the... Like, he you know did what? all okay. that murder for right. nothing? You know what? No, look, I can believe it. I think this guy just liked fucking murdering. Yeah. Like, I think he was just like... Yeah. He just loved murder. Yeah, he, he was, was like, just looking for an excuse. heads off and stuff, yeah. you know? At about that time, the Lord began to cut down the size of Israel's territory. King Hazael conquered several sections of the country east of the Jordan River, including all of Gilead, Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh. And those are those the eastern tribes taking them taking them down. East side, babe. East side gang, yeah. Yep. He conquered the area from the town of Aurora by the Arnon Gorge to as far north as Gilead and Bashan. The rest of the events in Jehu's reign, everything he did and all his achievements are recorded in the King Chronicle thingy. Yeah, that one missing book. Yeah, that. When Jehu died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Jehoahaz. Jehoahaz, huh? I guess. I don't know. What does Jehoahaz? He has hamburger. Hmm. That guy became the next king. In all, Jehu reigned over Israel from Samaria for 28 years. The end. So, like, he, again, another bad ruler, didn't follow the ways of God. Right. 28 years and killed all kinds of motherfuckers. A fuck ton of people. Like, god damn. Yeah. That, and maybe it was in God's name and God wanted it done. But, maybe. But, but like, there wasn't really any direct talking going on that I could tell. No. He was no. just like, I am going to kill him. 
Yeah. And it's fulfilling a prophecy, so double bonus points for me. Right. But maybe not, because God still doesn't like it, maybe, because that's what it said at the end of that chapter. Right. <laughs> like, but, I don't... I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like, sometimes they're good by not murdering. Other times they're good by doing murder. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's no, like, rhyme or reason to what God is backing, what he's not backing. Like, and one day he could... Whatever. I know. It's It's true. It's so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's It's all ridiculous. It's tiresome honestly it really is, really i don't i just don't i don't understand the point of all this like right yep there's another king and he killed some more people okay great let's move on to the next one the next king and then we're gonna find out what kind of good and bad they did right like what does this really have to do like what relevancy does this have to god it uh, it just doesn't seem like there's any relevancy here it doesn't okay in my opinion I don't know. I, I mean, not that I give a shit, really, but like, I uh, other than we're reading the Bible to find out about God, you know, like we're right. trying to find out what the fuck is what this? The, what is this thing that people worship? I'm like, there's this, they're not even talking about him. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, he wanted us to kill these people, and then they kill him. I'm like, that's not really telling me shit. Yeah, this is not convincing me. Moreover, <laughs> he still sounds like a dick if he is telling you to do this shit. Yeah, agreed. So whatever, totally agreed. All right. Well, anyway, that was Second Kings chapter ten. Sure, as fuck was. And today's Friday. It is. So tomorrow we'll be back with Saturday Q and A. That's right. And then on Sunday we'll be doing Sacrilegious Book Club and our weekly wrap up. Yep. And then we'll be back on Monday with Second Kings chapter eleven. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Hey, husband. Wait, I'm husband. Uh, yeah, wife is not here today. Um, so I'm kind of filling in and we're doing a little bit of a special episode. Um, we're just covering some, I, I, I've started doing some snippets on YouTube. So if you want to follow the snippets that I'm doing, you can go over and subscribe to us on YouTube or even I'm starting to put them on TikTok where we have a channel as well. Um, but Wife is not with us today because they had a tooth extracted. So we are putting off our Q&A till tomorrow where we'll be doing our Q&A and our Sacrilegious Book Club. But for today, we're just doing a special episode with some, uh, we'll just call it best of husband and wife. But uh, I hope you guys enjoy this, and everybody make sure, if you if you are on Twitter with us, um, you can find Wife's Twitter page from the Sacrilegious Discourse bio. Um, go over there and wish her to get better and, you know, come back stronger than ever tomorrow so that she can, you know, offset my boringness here. But um, anyway, that's it, and hopefully we'll see you guys back tomorrow with our regular episodes. Thanks, guys. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night, which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. So I'm going to give a short intro to each of these sections as I go along here. 
and this one is us discussing God's Word. So, um, enjoy. That was God's Word. He's not very... But it was written by man. Right. Okay. So, I mean, maybe God was like all... And then man was like... <coughs> <laughs> The clip you're about to hear is wife and I discussing uh, God removing Adam's rib. So this one's just uh, still funny. Yeah. The man was so lonely and sad. <laughs> so the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. Ominous music plays. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and Jesus. closed Closed up the opening. Sorry. What an asshole. <laughs> this took a dark turn. I probably shouldn't have taken his son's name in vain. Okay, but. As we're reading the Bible. Let me just reiterate that he took out one of the man's ribs and closed up That's the opening. That's a dick opening. thing to do. How did he close it up? I don't know. It must be like God LASIK. God LASIK? Yeah, like LASIK surgery, like they do in your eyes. Like zip, zip, zip. So you don't think he just made a needle right quick out of all that gold, maybe? Maybe. Or the smelly good it. onyx? I'm going with the God LASIK, though, because, I mean, mm. dude didn't even wake up. Like, he's asleep. He fell asleep. And he takes his freaking ribs out? Or a rib. So in this next one, uh, wife and I had a bit of a problem because when uh, Eve ate the apple or fruit, sorry, but when she ate the fruit because the the you know serpent, snake, whatever gave it to her, um, Adam was right there and ate the fucking fruit with her. So this is our reaction to that when we came across it. Beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her. Wait, he was with her and this he whole time? Ate it Wait, too. the snake. Okay, they both heard God talk. And no, 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 no. Only, no, no, no. Only Adam heard God talk. Right. But apparently Eve knew about it. And, and Adam was there with Eve when the snake told Eve to. You should totes eat this. You should eat this. And then he ate with her. So, like, he didn't stop her. He didn't say anything. didn't speak up. So, he's the one that specifically heard God first person, like, like who, first If hand. you're the one that's, like, if he was really worried about it, A, he wouldn't have eaten it. Right. right? B, don't you think he would have spoke up and been like, yo, um, I don't want to die. This sounds like a this really like bad a, plan. Yeah, is, dudes, let's, like, let's chill here for a minute. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Exactly. <laughs> but he's like, Okay. <laughs> So wife and I wondered um, if God was like the third person in the room when um, Eve was giving birth to Cain. Because anyway, just listen. It's interesting. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Because, you know, she couldn't have done it by herself. Right. Did the Lord actually help? I mean... According like, to Eve, but it seems like, like the third wheel in the room or something. Or it, it seems like Adam did the heavy lifting. I mean, there. you would think, yeah. I don't know. Right. Well, kind of nasty. Yeah. I mean, no judgment. Some people like that. I mean, sort I guess of thing. God did create them, so that's helping. I I don't know. Couldn't have had kids without making themselves. Okay. <laughs> I don't really think this one needs much of an intro. It's about Balaam's, Balaam's, Balaam, Balaam's talking ass. There it goes. 
Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking ass. Okay, never mind. That just put me right out of the story. <laughs> fucking what's what's the donkey from Shrek? Yeah. Donkey. 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 Or or like when Ace Ventura turned around backwards right. and was talking at yeah. Can I, let me ask you a question. <laughs> There's a speaking ass. Yeah, yeah. Then the Lord gave the donkey the ability to speak. What have I done to you that deserved your beating of me three times? It asked Balaam. You have made me look like a fool, Balaam shouted. If I had a sword with me, I would kill you. Oh, damn. damn. That escalated quickly. What the hell? Wait, wait. Hold on. Your ass starts speaking. And your first thing is, <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. I'm sorry, but that's not my first response. My first response would be like, what the fuck is going on? So we couldn't leave out our newer episodes, so this one is where we were discussing Harry Elijah. And uh, I think you'll enjoy this if you haven't heard it before or if you forgot. King demanded, what do you look like? They replied, <laughs> he was a hairy man, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. <laughs> you know those hairy men that wear leather belts around their waist. Elijah from Tishby! What the <laughs> fuck? The he knew explained. him because he wore a leather belt and he no, was hairy. because he was hairy. I, that's what I said. He's hairy. He's hairy and How wears a leather belt. How many hairy people do you know? He must, is he naked other than the, the leather belt? Because that's all they, I mean, that's it. Maybe that's his hair was so hairy. He it didn't haired, need clothes. It haired out of his shirt. Like it, there you it go. popped out of his the top of his neckline. Maybe he was like Bigfoot and he just... He's he like was... Bigfoot and just wore a belt around his waist. <laughs> he could run really fast, so like you that's know. that's where they got the idea for Monsters Inc. <laughs> okay, guys, this is the last one today. Um, so if you didn't hear one of your favorite parts, let me know what it was so I can dig it up and let me re- you know help me remember what episode it's in so I can find it, and uh, I'll put that up on our snippets. Um, playlist on YouTube um, as soon as I can. But this one is um, where the 42 kids get mauled by a bear because of Elisha. Yeah, good times. Elisha left Jericho and went up to Bethel. As he was walking along the road, a group of boys from the town began mocking and making fun of him. That's not good. Rude. Go, go away, Baldy, they chanted. Oh, no, I know this story. Go away, Baldy. I know this story. What is this story? He's going like, to They're going to get mauled by bears. Are you serious? I think so. I don't know this story. Oh, Why do you so, know this story? Because it's, po- it's popular. I, I like popular things. Just read it. Just read it. It's good okay. shit. Well, wait. Yeah, we don't have much to go. Elisha turned around and looked at them, and he cursed them in the name of the Lord. Then two bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. What the fuck? How did you know that? Right? How did you know that? Because it, it pops up on, you know, social the media. Twitters and on whatnot. Twitters, yeah, and whatnot. From there, Elisha went to Mount Carmel and finally returned to Samaria. The Husband. Wife. Do you know what the hell we're doing? Uh, we are doing a Q&A. It's a Q&A Saturday, but on Sunday because I was sick and had my tooth pulled out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So um, what are we going over today exactly? Because it's been a few days and I don't really recall exactly well, we what we're doing. Well, we didn't have a lot of questions. Um, what we are going to talk about is poop. We're going to talk about (laughs) shit, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Sound good? That sounds great. Okay. Okay, well, let's go do this. Let's go talk about poop. Wait, what chapters are we going over? 
Um, um, hold on. Let me think. I have to use my brain. <laughs> hold on. It's Second Kings chapters eleven. No, what? Isn't it six through ten? Yeah, six through ten. That's okay. what I said. All right. Six through ten. Great. Let's do this. I forgot where I was. Yeah. Okay, so we are here talking about poop. Poop. Specifically, bird poop. Bird poop. Dove dung. Oh, and the the inflation value of such dud dung, dove dove dung, dung dove dung, dove dung. Do doves have dongs? I probably. I, I mean, mean, they gotta you know get it on somehow. Do they? I mean, okay. So hypothetically, I know they yeah. Drop eggs, but. Maybe do the eggs get fertilized outside Look, of them? I'm not a fucking zoologist or zoologist? Zoologist, right? Yeah. I'm not a zoologist. I don't know how fucking doves get it on. So I don't you know, either. I don't I'm I don't not... know how to answer that question. Well, you're the one that said it. So I did say it, but I don't know okay. anything about it. Okay, okay. So listen. I'm listening. Do you remember that time when there was inflation because there was this big famine and so they were doing things like eating their children and um the price of um Dove dung. Dove dung. And also um, the heads of donkeys. Donkey heads. Donkey heads? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. The the price of donkey heads went like shooting through the roof. I mean, you know, donkey heads are pretty sweet. So, Balaam wanted to uh, chop off his donkey's head. Yeah, he should have. He should have kept it for a few years and like he would have got like a real pretty <laughs> He would have had a good yeah, price. Right? Um, so let me tell you about the donkey head real quick before we talk about the bird poop. Okay, Okay. definitely. So the fact that they were like, oh my God, can you believe the price of the donkey head? Fucking donkey head. Like, that is actually saying a lot because uh, the donkey head is the least meaty portion of the body of the animal. Okay. So the fact that even that was shooting through the roof shows you how fucking starvacious these people were. Right, right. In addition to the fact that, oh my God, they were eating their kids their children yeah. no i mean you know? sucks when you got to eat your kids you know i i hate it when that happens life is not good right. at that point so but that's just like to to tell you exactly how ridiculously high inflation was right okay it was real fucking high right also it it's worth pointing out before I, again before i get to the bird poop yeah okay yeah it's worth pointing out that we've talked about people sacrificing their children before yeah but that is different from these people eating their children. Because yeah. before, when they were sacrificing their children, it was them giving up something to God that was the closest to them, the most precious item to them. Or so, they walked out the wrong door at the wrong wrong door at the wrong time. What? Don't you remember that soldier that went home and like, I will sacrifice the oh, first yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. walks out the door. And it was his daughter. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, um, again, that had to do with giving something to God that right. was precious to them yeah. for whatever reason. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is a very selfish, self-centered thing that they weren't doing this for God. They were specifically doing this because they were hungry. Okay. And not expecting any kind of prize from god for it well i also recall that at some point back when moses was still around god was like you guys when you stray from me you'll end up eating your kids exactly and that's where you know christians get their 
atheist deep baby shit. Yeah. So. Which is funny because it's like, no, actually, it was your own people. You right. go- you guys were right. eating your babies. <laughs> well, I mean, you people to were to be starving. fair in the in the in the realm of the story that they're telling, these people are not very religious, quote unquote. No, like, they're, but. They don't really give a fuck. They're like, who's feeding me today? No, but when they say, like, you atheists will eat, you eat babies, it's like, no, actually, if you want to get right down to it, you fucking pre-Christian, pre-Jewish, like, whatever the fuck you were, your religion, you people were eating your babies. Right, Okay. yeah. Whatever gods you were believing in and praising, you were eating your babies. Right. We were not. (laughs) We weren't there because... We didn't believe in God. Right. We were never eating babies. Right. That's That's true. all I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. These, so that would be these were my definitely argument. Definitely, at least sort of believers at the very least. That's what I'm saying. Like that would be my argument. How dare you fucking say atheists eat babies? Right. God believers ate babies. Can can who's the last atheist you knew who ate a baby? I don't know anybody of any persuasion that they, ate a baby. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. Nobody. I mean, other than the ones they're talking about in the Bible. Well, I don't know them personally right, no, either. I, nor do I. I mean, been long I dead, don't really so. care to because they right. kind of suck. Yeah. All right. So we've dilly-dallied enough. Let's get to the bird poop. The bird poop. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there are several different interpretations of what the actual dove dung might have been. Wait, it's not dove dung? Uh, most people think, yeah, it was probably dove dung. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Bird poop. Also... Um, interpretations get mixed up as to whether they're doves or pigeons because they're used synonymously Who even today. I mean, it, it says it was the dove that gave a shit, but well, you know. In, in, that, <laughs> in that particular interpretation, yes, it said dove, but oftentimes um, people will replace the word dove with pigeon. Apparently, they're kind of synonymous. I don't know enough about birds to argue that matter. Okay. Um. I guess they belong to the same family at the very least. Sure. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, most people are like, yeah, it was probably dove Dove. poop. Right. Okay. Okay. Bird poop. Right. But um, the reason that it was so um, high in price was that in addition to um, being used as um, potentially food because they were fucking starving. Yeah. Um, They might have been digging through the poop to find something to eat or using it as fertilizer, which we'll get back to that in a minute. You might find some seeds and shit in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, It was also used as fuel or as a salt substitute. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Salt substitute. I mean, I would guess it tastes salty. I I don't think Martha Stewart ever covered that shit. No, 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 no. (laughs) No. But also some people say that it might have referred to a bulbous plant similar to a wild onion, which was edible after boiling or roasting. So it wasn't actually bird poop. It was a word that... Similar, that sound, that's... That was actually this other plant. And then toward that end, um, it might have been some type of pea or bean pod. If we can't even agree whether it's onions or fucking bird poop, like how yeah. do we trust the rest of the Bible? Exactly. As to what the fucking translation it was says. Either a bean pod, <laughs> a pea, a wild onion, or bird poop. Right. We it's don't one fucking of those. know. We just yeah. don't know which one. Okay, but now having said all of that, we're gonna talk about bird poop. We're gonna okay, okay. we're talking about bird poop here. Okay. This stinky substance, referred to as bird guano, like bat guano, Uh was sailed around the world during the 19th century to be sold as the principal agricultural fertilizer 
in the United States. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. So it was fetching a pretty penny for fertilizer back then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, I said 19th century, so we're talking 1800s. Right. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay. So laborers, the majority being Chinese indentured servants, mm-hmm. would mine the guano, which was grueling and dangerous work, obviously. Okay. And as the guano dust filled the air with ammonia, both miners and the sailors who then sailed it yeah. were vulnerable to the toxic suffocating fumes. So it was very... Um, Dangerous and sickly work. That's complete dove shit. (laughs) You're an idiot. Okay, furthermore, did you know that there is a legislative act for guano on the books in the United States? did not know that, no. In 1856, the U.S. government passed the Guano Islands Act, which allowed any unclaimed or unoccupied islands containing guano to be annexed. Oh, Right? Really? Yeah. Interesting. This act was originally intended for Americans to acquire their own guano islands. Yeah. As was one of the founding acts of American imperialism. Interesting. Right? Yeah. Other guano islands were found in the Caribbean, such as Navassa Island, and some in the Pacific, including Baker and Jarvis Islands. Okay. Although none compared to the Peruvian guano, none which was compares top to the Peru- notch. I mean, Peruvian guana. It guano was top is notch. Definitely the best. I mean, that's what I hear anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The Peruvian guano is definitely top notch. There was also an island off of Papua New Guinea called Good Enough. Yeah. Good Enough Island. <laughs> Literally. It. Um, it was named after. Uh, the dude who laid claim to having discovered it, although it was called something else local to the island, to to the locals before okay. Mr. Goodenough, Colonel Goodenough. His name was fucking Admiral Goodenough? Admiral Goodenough. His last name was Goodenough. One word. What a fucking good enough. stupid last name. <laughs> uh, uh, give it to that guy. He's good enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that is what I have brought to the table today okay. for bird So dung. what you're saying is you brought shit to the table. I brought shit to the table, and it tasted good. I don't know about that. But it was worth a lot. I mean, back then, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't pay shit for shit. I wouldn't pay shit for shit, but I'm telling you what, it is still used as fertilizer to this day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there's that. Yeah. Awesome. So that was our Q&A for chapters 6 through 10. Of 2nd Kings. Of 2nd Kings. I think maybe we are putting off our... um, Sacrilegious book club until maybe later in the week because we had some you know things ha- some shit happened some shit happened yeah. well I had an abscess tooth pulled and they had to like break it up and yeah, they kind of they popped my jaw and I couldn't talk and I was in pain and basically wanted to die yeah so that's why we didn't record that episode and yet. that's why this is late that's why this is late it's coming on Sunday instead of so, Saturday after today you can look forward to our next chapter of second kings um which i i think we're on um, 11 11 11 so that sounds right yeah we're gonna go with that for now and otherwise i totally botched this whole episode if it's not 11 if i did botch this whole episode i'm sorry we kind of suck today okay if it's not 11 it's 16 okay (laughs) 
That's that, just a fact. That is definitely a fact. Yes. That is a fact. If it's yeah. not 11, it's 16. That is so true. you know where we are. You need to be paying better attention. All right. That's all. That's all we got for today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.